of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. Not a lot really happening in the NFL. OTAs have started for several teams, but really not much happening right now. Uh, Since we last talked, I still always mess that up, whatever I'm supposed to say. Well, last talk seems right, even though I'm not actually talking to you guys. You're listening. It's a one-way conversation right now. Thank you all for listening. Uh, but yeah, this week we'll do the normal NFL weekly update. And then I'm just going to kind of give Rookie of the Year, just kind of talk about it casually. I think we'll do top five offensive players and for defensive players... I can just talk because I think one guy, it's his race to lose, essentially. But uh, without further ado, let's get into the NFL Weekly Update. Um, Sad news to start the show. uh, Legendary NFL running back Cleveland Brown. uh, Jim Brown is dead at 87, passed away peacefully in his sleep. Obviously, one of the all-time great NFL players, one of the best running backs to ever play. Some say arguably the best running back to ever play. It's hard to gauge against eras. I mean, when it's it's Jim Brown, it's Walter Payton, it's Barry Sanders. Those are probably the three guys that really have a case for it. Obviously, there's other guys in play. Um... One thing, though, about finding out this news, because, you know, you go, oh, Jim Brown died, what a legendary person. You go and you look at his Wikipedia. Um, I did not realize Jim Brown had over 30 years of sexual assault and assault allegations. Uh, Yeah, Jim Brown, not a very good person. But the NFL has proven over its history they do not care about what you do off the field as long as you're an incredible athlete on the field either way r.i.p jim brown great athlete not a great person uh next story though the goat arguably tom brady he is the goat sad to say uh he got approved to buy a minority stake in the las vegas raiders Kind of cool. Kind of means, I mean, Tom Brady could also come back and start for the Raiders if you really wanted to. Could be the first owner-player uh, to ever do it. Obviously, I think he probably can't do that now, but good for Tom Brady. Um, yeah, I think he was connected to the Raiders when he was in free agency, leaving, uh, leaving Las Vegas. I think it was he famously told the Raiders or infamously it was like really you're going with like that guy over me and it was Derek Carr that he was talking about uh obviously Tom Brady is definitely proven right but he went to the Bucks, won a Super Bowl the rest is history uh cool for the Raiders that you have Tom Brady owning a part of your team not really much to say um extension news Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I'm talking about Mitch Trubisky. This is how little we have to talk about this week. He got a contract extension from the Steelers to be Kenny Pickett's backup. There's worse backups to have. Mitch Trubisky is fine. 
It's not great. He's fine. Um, it's as simple as that. He did not deserve to be obviously the second overall pick back when he went, especially ahead of the quarterbacks he did go ahead of. But hey, it is what it is. He's still playing in the league. It's impressive. If you're in the league, you're a good player. Mitch Trubisky is a fine player. Not That's about it, though. Uh, last note I have up. After suspending five players earlier last month, the NFL is now investigating a second wave of gambling violations. So, obviously, this doesn't mean that a player directly bet on an NFL or an NFL game. Obviously, there's no games happening, but the lines are open. Uh, this just means they could have placed a bet on anything inside the NFL facility. And that is a violation of the NFL's rules. Kind of fucking dumb when the NFL is making billions and billions of dollars now with this new gambling revenue. And players can't bet on an NBA game while they're at practice or in the facility getting... Doesn't make a lot of sense. To me, as long as they're not betting on NFL-related items, who fucking cares? Who cares where they do it? Like, you're telling me they can just step on the sidewalk outside, do it, and then just go back into the building, and then it's all fine? Uh, it doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. Is what it is. Um, yeah, that is the weekly update. As, yeah, I said it. There was really nothing happened. Uh, Big Ben said that he kind of wished Kenny Pickett were... Uh, failed his first season because obviously the Steelers were his team and I think I didn't listen to the clip I just saw it taken out of context obviously I think Big Ben means that if you've been there for so long it's been your team you guys have had the success you don't want to see someone come in there and immediately kind of take that success take over I think that's a normal feeling to have but obviously he's rooting for Kenny Pickett now uh yeah Weird. I don't even know I really had to talk about it. This is how little we have to talk about right now. Football needs to get here. But yeah, I guess let's just talk about some rookie of the year stuff. Kind of give you my top five or guys who I think one of these five guys should win offensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year. I think it's really just one guy. I'm going to talk about him right now. Um, this is Will Anderson's award to lose. Uh, if you look at the other marquee defensive players who were taken in this class, Jalen Carter on the Eagles. Jalen Carter will be in a defensive rotation with a lot of those very good Eagles players. I don't think he'll have the role to stand out, be rookie of the year, very first season. Also drafted Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith, same thing, will be fighting for reps against these other Eagles pass rushers. Uh, Tyree Wilson, who went to the Raiders, if he can play opposite Max Crosby, he definitely has a good chance. Uh, issue with that, though, is they're still in, still paying Chandler Jones um, a lot of money. And if you're, if you're the Raiders, it's probably Chandler Jones' job to lose. But Tyree Wilson definitely has a chance, but just not... Not immediately out of the gate. Uh, and hey, look, I know Sauce Gardner won it last year. It is extremely hard for a rookie corner to get that award. Uh, Devin Witherspoon or Tariq, or not, not Tariq Woolen, he's playing with Tariq Woolen. Uh, Devin Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez would have to have absolute insane seasons. Could it happen? Sure. 
Will Anderson just needs to produce on this Texans defense with Raheem Morris as his coach. I think it's his award to lose. No one else even can even sniff him right now. That's a can even sniff him. That's weird. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. He's at plus 350 for a reason. I think the next closest guy is like plus 750. Uh, Will Anderson, defensive rookie of the year, favorite, hands down. The other guys all have to have spectacular seasons to catch up. Obviously, a lot can happen, but we'll see. Uh, For offensive rookie of the year, though, now, um, let's just kind of go from five down. Uh, To me, at wide receiver anyways, I think the guy to lead that pack would be uh, Jordan Addison, who got drafted to the Vikings. Jordan Addison is going to the Vikings, where essentially he will be wide receiver number two. He will be fighting KJ Osborne for that role, but... To me, Jordan Addison, it's his job to lose in camp. Uh, If he does win that, I'm assuming he does. Justin Jefferson sees a fuck ton of double teams, leaving Jordan Addison wide open. He has an immediate chance to produce as a wide receiver to win that offense. And that's kind of where things get messy with a lot of the other guys. Uh, Quinton Johnson is probably the Chargers wide receiver number three right now behind Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Those guys are always hurt, though, so QJ definitely has a chance to jump up the depth chart. A guy like Zay Flowers, I mean, the Ravens are a run-first team. Who knows what they'll look like in the new uh, Todd Munkin offense. But you still got guys like OBJ, who just signed Mark Andrews, who Lamar loves. Rashad Bateman uh, has looked promising at times. Devin DuVernay is still there. Zay Flowers... I think has the chance to be the number one receiver in that offense, but still the number two target behind Mark Andrews, and he'll probably be the number three guy, uh, if anything. And then a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba, who is probably the number one receiver coming out of this draft class, he is behind DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Those are two very good receivers, guys who don't have an injury history either, and I mean... Geno Smith, again, we keep saying it. He played great last year, but do you trust him to have repeat success and have that great of a passing season where he can get feed the ball to all three guys and they can all get their yards and touchdowns? I don't know. It's going to be tough for JSN to really find a key role. Not key role, because he will be a key contributor for that Seahawks team, but he'll be the third option. That's all you can really say. So Jordan Addison at number five will have the, the best chance to contribute to this Vikings team very early. Um, at number four, let's go with the Lions' first first round pick, Jameer Gibbs. So a lot of people don't like this pick. They picked him for a reason. They believe that Jameer Gibbs can be this Swiss Army knife for them. He can run. He's a burner. As a running back, he can run it out of the backfield. He can line up in the slot for you. He can do it all. That is why he is interesting. I mean, the Lions obviously felt good enough to part ways with DeAndre Swift for him. DeAndre Swift definitely has his injury history. But when he has played, he has contributed. He has looked very good. Uh, So, yeah, let's see if Gibbs can earn that role immediately obviously David Montgomery is there but I feel like David Montgomery is more there for the in between the tackles running Gibbs kind of can do the rest uh 
and that yeah, that offensive line for Gibbs to run behind will be nice. Uh, yeah, Jameer Gibbs at number four. Uh, number three, I actually have the number one overall pick, Bryce Young. So Bryce Young is going into a good situation. I mean, the Panthers' offensive line is definitely something nice to build around. Um, the run game, they did sign Miles Sanders. Decent option. Uh, Miles Sanders' breakout season last year, but I don't know... He's had his injury issues. Obviously, you don't hope that any player gets injured, injured, but you got to talk about it. And then on the outside, you got guys like Terrence Marshall, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. Uh, they drafted Jonathan Mingo out of Ole, Ole Miss. Uh, decent weapons. You obviously hope one of the young guys really breaks out and contributes immediately. Terrence Marshall did have a decent rookie year last year. Was this the second season? I don't know. Either way. COVID years have really messed with me of who's actually been around for... Who, who's been in the NFL for how long. Either way. Uh, it's a def, it's a good offensive scenario for Bryce Young to go into. I don't know if he will put up the numbers, though, to show that for Rookie of the Year. Because uh, I think Carolina, their building block of this team is the defense. Uh, the defense will... The Panthers will go as far as the defense takes them. If this defense is top five, I think the Panthers do have a good chance to win this division. Uh, the division is bad, obviously. And let's be honest. It is much easier for a quarterback to win any award than any other skill player. So... If Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this class and no other rookie running back, wide receiver, tight end has an incredible season, Bryce Young by default will win the award. It's just the way it works. Um, So Bryce Young, number three. At number two, we will go with Anthony Richardson uh, out of Florida, drafted to the Indianapolis Colts. And it's really, it's, I'm buying into all of the media hype I have seen around him since he has been drafted. Everyone is in love with him. Everyone says he's way further along than people expect. Um, And yeah, the Colts, they got some pieces. I like Michael Pittman as a wide receiver. I don't know. I don't think he's a wide receiver one, but he is a very good wide receiver too. They obviously drafted Josh Downs as well. Jonathan Taylor is still there. Uh, they drafted Jelani Woods last year, who was just an athletic freak. Uh, he got his touches last year too, now that I'm remembering. But Anthony Richardson has a chance to come in and do a Cam Newton type rookie year. Uh, that would obviously be incredible. And Cam Newton is obviously a much, much better prospect than Anthony Richardson was. But it's just, it's the potential. It's the potential of everything that Anthony Richardson can do. And you just kind of fall in love. And yeah, we've all seen the bad Florida tape. We've all seen it. We know it's there. It's just, let's buy into the hype. Let's hope that Anthony Richardson actually is this great NFL player and an electric threat on the ground rocket of an arm and that it all works and that Shane Steichen, the new head coach, brings the Colts back to some former glory that they've been missing since Andrew Luck retired on them four years ago now, five years ago now. Crazy. Um, 
But yeah, Anthony Richardson, number two. And all the way at number one, we get Falcons running back Bijan Robinson, uh, one of my favorite players in the draft this year, one of the best running back prospects I have seen. There's not much really to say. Uh, if Tyler Algier managed to produce 1,200 yards and like 5.6 yards per carry, whatever he had that broke like the Falcons' rookie rushing record, uh, Bijan Robinson should be able to like smash that. It is insane how good this team is going to be at running the ball. And even when you give Bijan a break, you got Tyler Algier there, who is a very, very good running back number two. And then even after that, you have all-around weapon Cordero Patterson. The offense is fun, but oh my, Desmond Ritter is in a great situation as a quarterback. And he should be able to produce something something but either way Bijan Robinson in this offense uh I think he has a sneaky chance for offensive player of the year obviously he would need an incredible rookie season for that to happen I think we're talking like 1700 yards 12 touchdowns like that kind of stuff Falcons obviously to make the playoffs but Bijan Robinson is the favorite but again to beat out these quarterbacks as a skill player, you need to have an incredible rookie season, not just a good one, because the quarterbacks can just have a good one, and that's good enough, because QB is obviously the most important position in the NFL, but yeah, I guess that'll do it for this episode. Obviously a much shorter one. Uh It's kind of on me on why was this short. It was a long weekend, uh, and I have baseball tomorrow, apparently. So, can't record after work tomorrow, and all of the guests that I usually have on are going to be playing baseball. So, yeah. I guess next week I'll try to get, you know, try to get some people on early, and we can do one of these drafts. I want to do the Hall of Very Good, because I think that's just a fun one, but... Anyways, if you have liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.